Hello, there we go. Is that too loud? Hi. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Zoning Adjustments Board meeting. It's 7.01 p.m. Thursday, February 8th, 2024. We now have a quorum. Just, just made it, actually a minute late. Uh, welcome everybody from the public. Um, welcome board members, uh, board member Matthews. Welcome, always great to have you. I will begin with a public advisory that is uh, mandated that I read. Um, and when I'm done with that, we'll start with the preliminary matters. We'll start with a roll call as well as uh, communication disclosures, public comment, um, as well as a, the agenda. But first, I will start with the public advisory. So bear with me. It's a little bit long and it has to do with COVID and you probably know what I'm going to say, but it's important. This meeting will be conducted in a hybrid model with both in-person attendance and virtual participation available for members of the public. For in-person attendees, face coverings or masks that cover both nose and mouth are encouraged. Face coverings will be provided by the city. They're available for all attendees to use at this meeting. Members of commissions, city staff, and the public are encouraged to wear masks at all times, except when speaking publicly at the public comment podium, although masking is encouraged even when speaking. For members of the public feeling sick, please do not attend the meeting in person. You could uh, escort yourself to the, to the door as a public health precaution. Currently, there are no physical distancing requirements in place by the state of California or the local health officer for an indoor event similar to, to a commission meeting. However, all attendees are requested to be respectful of the personal space of others. An area of the public seating area will be designated as distanced seating to accommodate anyone that needs distance for personal health reasons. And as I see tonight, we have enough room for everyone to spread out as you have. I think that's great. Um, thank you. Live caption broadcasts of this meetings, they're available on cable TV channel 33. Via the internet, also accessible through a link on our agenda. We're halfway there. To access, to access the meeting remotely, you can join from a PC, a Mac, iPad, iPhone, any other device. Please use the URL that is in our agenda. If you do not wish for your name to appear on the screen, you can use the drop down menu and click on rename to rename yourself, and you can be anonymous. To request to speak, use the raise hand icon rolling over the bottom of the screen, and I'll call on you. You can join by phone. There's a phone number that is on the agenda. You can enter the web ID on the agenda, and if you wish to comment during the public comment period from your phone, you can. You press star nine, and I'll recognize you. Please be mindful. The teleconference is recorded as any ZAB meeting is recorded, and all rules of procedure and decorum apply for ZAB meetings conducted by teleconference or video conference. Public testimony guidelines. This meeting will be conducted in accordance with the Brown Act, Government Code Section 54953, and any member, member of the public may attend this meeting. The chair may limit the number of speakers and the length of time allowed to each speaker. Now, to speak at the public hearing, the public hearing, that's us here, uh, you please submit a speaker card to planning staff um, as early as possible. So there's a green card on the table over there, and you would fill it out. Um, at the start of the meeting, the chair may arrange, rearrange the agenda or place additional items on the agenda 
or on the consent calendar, so it's important to be present at the start of the meeting to avoid losing the chance to speak. The board encourages the public to submit comments in writing or by email in advance of the meeting. That note doesn't apply. See supplemental communications and reports at the end of this agenda for any of those procedures. So those procedures are on the published agenda online. That's it. All communications, no, last one. All communications submitted to the zoning board are public record and therefore information only. So, all right. Now we can start with our preliminary matters. So let's begin with the uh, roll call. Thank you. When I call your name, please indicate if you are present and if you have any ex parte. Commissioner Trigu? Present, no ex parte. Chair Duffy? Present, no ex parte. Vice Chair Gaffney? Present, no ex parte. Commissioner Thompson? Present, no ex parte. Commissioner O'Keefe? Commissioner Matthews? Present. My mic right now? No. Yeah. Might be a problem. Yeah. There you go. Present, no ex partes. Um, alternate for Charles Kahn. Commissioner Young. And Commissioner Sanderson? Uh, present, no ex parte. Thank you. Okay. We we have six members present. We have a quorum. So now we will move to public comment on non-agenda matters. So if you have something to speak about that's not on the agenda tonight, uh, this is this is your moment to be able to do that. Uh, first, the way this goes is that I will call on anybody online who has their hand raised, and then after that, we'll go to any public comment here in person. So um, if you are here to comment on something not on the agenda, please raise your hand. If you are here to comment on something that is on the agenda, please put your hand down. Okay, all right, so I see one hand online. So uh, if you've got something to comment about that is not on the agenda, you have two minutes and I will allow you to talk. I see Philip Harper Cotton. Hello, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great, we can hear you loud and clear. Oh, well, I wanted to comment on something on the agenda. I'm sorry, this is oh, my first okay. time. Oh, no problem. Welcome, and we'll got you covered once we get to agenda items. Uh, All thank right, you. thank you. Yep. Um, okay, so seeing no other public comment on non-agenda matters, um, now we typically would discuss any agenda changes and the uh, and then get to the consent calendar. I don't have any agenda changes this time, and the consent calendar um, has some action items on it that I would like to just uh, highlight for the team here. One, approval of action minutes from January 25th. The second item on the calendar is 1101 Euclid Ave. The third item on the consent calendar is 1841 Solano. The fourth item on the consent calendar is 2309 Parker Street. The recommendation by staff is to approve, um, which is uh, why they're on the consent calendar. And uh, item number five is the appointment of new design review committee representative. And this is new to us and this is different because Shoshana is not here, but she did remind us of this at the last meeting that it has to be agendized that we are 
voting on and the appointment of a ZAB member to the DRC. And so it wasn't on the agenda last time, last time we met, but we did vote unanimously uh, for board member Igor Chegub to be on the design review committee. And so this now is on the agenda. It's on the consent calendar, assuming that nobody has changed their mind. And number six is a leave of absence from the April 18th, 2024 DRC meeting for Vice Chair Gaffney. Anybody who serves on the DRC from ZAB needs approval from ZAB in order to uh, have a leave of absence on April 18th. Okay, so that's the consent. That is the consent calendar. Now, uh, these items are typically the items on here are are on here because typically there is um, no no discussion expected, or there has not been any pub, much, very much public comment from uh, or to planning staff regarding these uh, projects, and so they are slated to be approved on the consent calendar. Uh, now we have. Uh, Public comment on the consent calendar. Anybody who wishes to speak on any of these items, are, they are welcome to speak on the consent calendar before we discuss the consent calendar as a board. Board Member Matthews, you have a question. I, I just wanted to point out to the with the items that are on the consent calendar, it's important for us to say that there's also been no opposition to the projects. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Anybody from the public that wishes to speak on an item on the consent calendar? Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, is it okay if we do roll call for Commissioner Young before opening the public comment? Yes. After he pays his $5 fine. <laughs> um, Commissioner, uh, when I call your name, could you please indicate if you are present and if you have any ex parte? Uh, Commissioner Young? Present, no ex parte. Great, thank you. Thank you, Samantha. Board Member Tregu. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, may I suggest, maybe you already mentioned it, um, for folks speaking on projects that are on consent that uh, we would uh, welcome comments that are something other than in support of, and there is uh, no need to speak in support because it's already on consent. Thank you for that reminder. <laughs> Anything else that I did that I missed? <laughs> no, I actually have, I in the past as a community member had spoken in support of items on the consent calendar and had made that mistake because I didn't know what the consent calendar was. <laughs> so I fully understand that it can be confusing. So if there are no if there's nobody from the public who wishes to speak on uh, on the consent calendar, uh, I don't see anybody online and I don't have any green cards here related to the consent calendar. I see only item number seven, which is not there. Okay, so there's, uh, in order to close the public comment, all those in favor, say aye. 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 All those against say nay. Okay, so the public comment period is now closed. And now I would like to make a motion to approve the consent calendar as described and as written in the agenda packet. 
Is there a second? I'll second that. Okay, a second by uh, board member Gaffney. Okay, any discussion on the motion? Board member Matthews. Um, one point of discussion, I can vote and will abstain from the January 25th approval of the minutes. I was not in attendance. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, any other discussion points? So board member Matthews, you can vote. You're just not on that one piece, right? So as you vocally mention it, then it helps us sort you out, right? Just abstaining from January 25th. Thank Got you. it. Thank you. Okay. Any other discussion? No. Okay. Then let's take a vote on the consent calendar. Okay. This is to um, approve the consent calendar with the action minutes from January 25, 2024, the use permit use permits for 1101 Euclid Avenue, 1841 Solano Avenue, 2309 Parker, appointing Commissioner Trigum to the Design Review Committee as Design Review Committee representative and a leave of absence from the April 18th DRC meeting for Vice Chair Gaffney. Commissioner Trigum. Aye. Chair Duffy? Aye. Vice Chair Gaffney? Yes. Commissioner Thompson? Yes. Should keep this absent. Commissioner Matthews? Yes. Abstaining from January 25th minutes. Abstain. Hmm. Commissioner Young? Yes. And Commissioner Sanderson? Yes. Thank you. Okay. The motion passes and the use permits for 1101 Euclid, 1841 Solano, and 2309 Parker. Those use permits have been approved by the zoning board. Now, there will be a notice of decision that comes from planning staff. Once that notice of decision is mailed, there is a two-week appeal period, and the public can appeal this decision um, within two weeks to the city council. If there is no appeal, then you have your use permit. Thank you. I tried my best to be clear on that. I was clear that time, right? It's clear about it? Okay, good. All right, now we're going to move to the action calendar. We've got one item on the action calendar. It's uh, 1730 Oregon. It's a new public hearing. And we have, what the way it will go is we have a public, uh, we have a presentation from staff. And then we have a presentation from the applicant. Uh, and then uh, we will have a discussion. Great. And we will have public comment. Yep. Uh, Katrina Lapira is here uh, this evening on Zoom to uh, present on behalf of staff. Good evening, board members. Give me a sec to share my screen. Okay, one more minute. All right, good evening, everyone. My name is Katrina Lapira, and I'm the planner for the project before you, located at 1730 Oregon Street. This project proposes new floor area to the existing Martin Luther King Jr. Youth Services Center. This project requires a variance to further exceed the lot coverage by 1.7% for a total of 60.5%. 
In this presentation, I'll share some background about the site, project specifics, and then provide SAS recommendation. The project site is located in, in a previously redlined South Berkeley neighborhood along Oregon Street and Russell Street between McGee Avenue to the west and Grant to the east. The site is a large, relatively flat interior through lot and is non-conforming for lot coverage. The majority of the block is composed of the project site, which is developed with Berkeley Unified School District structures and the Subject Community Center. The over 100,000 square foot lot is split zoned as R2 and R2A, with the uh, subject project on the R2 portion of the lot. In this low to medium density residential neighborhood, the site abuts Grove Park along the eastern property line and residential units to the south. As mentioned, the lot consists of the USD structures and the subject project building. This lot was historically developed with a middle school and the subject community center. No longer a school, the BUSD structures account for 40% of the R2 zoned lot coverage. BUSD owns this lot. Through a long-term lease with BUSD, the city maintains the existing 10,655 square foot building. This building accounts for about 19% of the lot coverage for the, R for the area zoned as R2. The single-story community center is comprised of rooms for recreation, youth programming, and community meetings. The building has no hallways, meaning that the circulation to program spaces is through adjacent rooms. The building is partially accessible and requires upgrades to comply with ADA standards and emergency egress requirements. There are also no fire sprinklers in the building and seismic upgrades are needed. The last major renovation to the building was in the 1970s. This building is also a city-designated care and shelter site in the event of an emergency. There are, there are several policies that support the proposed modernization to the existing community center. First is Measure T1. Measure T1 is a bond that was approved in November of 2016 by over 86% of Berkeley voters. This measure provides over $100 million to fund upgrading upgrades to infrastructure and facilities projects throughout the city. The proposed project is a city council approved phase two project of Measure T1. The phase two project list was developed through a robust community engagement process and was approved by council in December of 2020. The project is also supported by the city's strategic plan and is consistent with several long-term goals focused on building city resiliency and providing modern, well-maintained facilities while promoting social and racial equity. Aligned with the strategic plan, the proposed project is included in the city's existing five-year capital improvement plan. Looking at the general plan, this project is supported by several open space policies that prioritize the maintenance and preservation of existing public parks and recreation facilities. The project is consistent with these policies as it responds to the changing needs of the community by improving the safety and accessibility of an existing community center while maintaining neighboring open space. Keeping in mind these supportive policies and the existing condition of the building, the proposed project calls for the construction of two single-story additions totaling 895 square feet in gross floor area and an 80-square-foot 80 80 porch cover, front porch cover, to the existing building. 
The 566 square foot addition at a height of 13 feet and eight inches would be located along the northern portion of the building. The addition would provide more programming space. The addition along the eastern portion of the building would be 329 square feet in area and would create space for all gendered restrooms, a meeting room, and fire sprinklers. Proposed heights here would range from 13 feet, eight inches to 20 feet, eight inches. Also, the covered porch is on the eastern portion as well. Real quickly, looking at the proposed east and north elevations, you can see that the taller portions uh, of the proposed additions are centered along the eastern portion of the building, set back at least 50 feet from the front and rear property lines, providing weather protection and an identifiable entrance from Grove Park. The proposed additions to the community center result in an increase of both total and district-specific lot coverage. On the R2 portion of the lot, the lot coverage would increase from 58.8% to 60.5%. And again, this requires a variance. In order to approve a variance, the board must find that there are exceptional circumstances applicable to the lot that don't apply to others in the same district, that the variance is necessary to preserve a substantial property right, that it would not adversely affect health or safety of persons residing or working near the property, that would not be detrimental to the public, and that the variance would promote municipal health. After a careful review of the project and existing conditions, staff believes that this variance merits approval. Looking at the first finding, there are three exceptional circumstances that apply to the property, which do not apply generally to others in the district. First are existing site conditions. As noted earlier, the lot was developed with non-residential buildings meant for public use and benefit. Non-residential buildings are larger than the low to medium density housing types in the district as they handle assembly occupancy loads, serving many people at one time. Second is ownership. The subject lot is owned by BUSD. Although the city has the ability to maintain and improve the subject community center, it cannot reduce the lot coverage of other on-site structures to create a compliant site. Also, although another option was considered to add a second story to the building, it would have further increased non-conforming lot coverage because the allowable lot coverage would have decreased from 45% to 40%, resulting in further non-compliance. In other words, a second story would also would have needed a variance. The last condition is public benefit. Unlike other lots in the district, the lot serves the public. As such, the city is responsible for providing a safe and accessible recreational facility. The additional coverage would facilitate building accessibility and safety for the public and staff reduce the spread of building fire to residences in Grove Park with new fire sprinklers, and would create more space to serve a greater proportion of Berkeley youth and young adults. As a care and shelter site, the project would also benefit the larger community in the event of an emergency. Looking at the second finding, the city is required to maintain and modernize existing public facilities to meet community needs, safety, and accessibility requirements. There are several citywide policies that substantiate the proposed project. First is the strategic plan. 
consistent with the plan's goals, the project would feasibly improve an existing community center located in a historically underserved neighborhood by providing a added recreational and community space as requested by the community. Since the center also serves as a care and shelter site, proposed improvements to building accessibility and safety would create a more prepared community. This project is also supported by Measure T1. Improvements to this community center were identified as a priority by the community and was approved as a phase two project in December of 2020. This project would administer community mandated funds by feasibly modernizing an existing public facility, allowing continued use and expansion to meet community need. The general plan uh, also has several open space policies that focus on preservation and maintenance of existing public recreational facilities and open space. Strict application of law coverage would preclude the community center from modernizing and would therefore limit the ability of the public to serve the community. Looking at the last three findings, staff believes that additional coverage would not adversely affect persons near the property or be detrimental to public welfare, as it would enhance building and neighborhood life, fire life safety by adding sprinklers to the building. It would reduce construction impacts and result in a timely delivery of expanded services to the public compared to a complete demolition of the building to bring the site into conformance. It preserves neighboring open space by not expanding into Grove Park, and it promotes municipal health as it is aligned with several citywide policies that aim to benefit the city as a whole. With that said, staff believes that all of the above findings can be made for this variance, and as such recommends that the board holds a public hearing and upon conclusion, approve a zoning permit pursuant to the sections before you and subject to findings and conditions. This concludes staff's presentation. Please let me know if you have any questions and thank you. Thank you, Katrina LaPira. Uh, we really, really appreciate your uh, diligence and clarity when it comes to uh, addressing the necessary findings um, for a variance like this. Are there any questions from the board for staff? Seeing none at this time, uh, now we will shift to a presentation from the applicant. And just bear with us as we set up the technology and hope it all works. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start while they figure this out. I'm Scott Ferris, I'm the director of recreation waterfront. Hold on one second. Oh. Wait just a sec, because the um, we have five minutes, so we want to make sure the presentation is up. Sure. Okay. Sorry. I just like to say welcome back again. Your screen, please. I don't know if she heard me. Katrina, can you stop sharing your screen? Thank you. Yeah. 
Go team. Are we all set now? Uh, we let them get their presentation up. Got it. Thank you. Okay, ready? All right. I'm Scott Ferris. I'm the Director of Recreation and Waterfront for the City of Berkeley. Um, with me tonight is Evelyn Chan, the Supervising Civil Engineer. And we have two uh, from uh, Sequel and Strain Architects, um, Karen Richards and Madison Jackson. And also online is um, Recreation Program Supervisor, Jincy Jensie's on a, a well-deserved vacation, and she's on a boat somewhere in the middle of the Pacific, but she's dialed in to us tonight in case we have any program questions. Um, this renovation is a long time coming. Um, as the, the previously mentioned, the last uh, time it was really touched was in the 1970s. It's where we serve a lot of our um, uh, students in need, a large black and brown populations and where we don't, where we can't serve them in other places, we're able to serve them here at YAP. And um, we have finally put together the $12 million it needs to renovate and expand this building. So it serves as a, a, a functional part of, um, uh, serves the community appropriately. So uh, we're really excited to be at this point. And I'm gonna turn it over to everyone, Chin. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Right. So tonight we're here to request a variance to further exceed the existing non-conforming lot coverage by 1.7% for constructing for constructing additions to the community center. The expansion will be additions to the building along the Oregon Street frontage uh, to match the existing projection of the building and an addition on the east side of the building facing Grove Park to create more space and a defined covered entry to the community center. So you've heard from the ZAB report about the property ownership and limitations restricting our ability to remedy existing non-conforming conditions and about the project origins, alignment with our city's general plan and strategic plan goals and their variance findings. So tonight our department will give an overview of our public process and how the proposed improvements will address our community's wants and needs. This facility is an important part of both our social infrastructure and of our ability to respond to our community in times of emergencies. This project is directly related to the city's number one resiliency goal to build a, a connected and a prepared community. Regarding our social infrastructure, this community center houses a multitude of recreational programming. Most are shown here. This community center is one of only four community centers in the city that is over 10,000 square feet in size and offers substantial indoor recreational space like a gymnasium. But in particular, this MLK Junior Youth Services Center is home to our city's only team-focused recreational programming, and it offers free, low-cost, or affordable programming for the city's residents, and in particular, our at-risk youth and their families. So this facility connects our families to this community. Regarding emergency response, uh, this community center is one of the seven city facilities identified as a care and shelter facility in the city's local hazard mitigation plan and our resiliency plan. 
As such, this facility will receive seismic improvements, accessibility upgrades, and utility upgrades. It'll receive a structural upgrade to immediate occupancy standards to be able to be used after a strong earthquake and other extreme emergencies. In addition, the facility will be able to offer overnight sheltering for up to 100 individuals, accommodate approximately 210 people along with their pets during evacuations, and with new HVAC systems, we can be responsive to climate-related emergencies like fire and smoke days and can act as a warming center, a cooling center, and otherwise offer emergency services that are not currently provided. In order to get feedback for the development of this project, we used the following methods for community outreach during the midst of the pandemic. We sent over 980 mailers to residents around the site. We posted and handed out over 300 flyers for events at all our facilities. We posted to our project websites and city outlets, and we did this for each of our in-person and virtual community meetings and survey. In the end, we received particularly great feedback when we reached out to focus groups and met with our teens during their recreational programming. Just so you know, you've got one minute left. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we might have questions, and then <laughs> we would learn more. All right. So this is a summary of what we'd heard from our constituents of what to include in our facility. So the community expressed interest in, I'm going to boil it down to, sorry, I'm going to boil it down here to modernizing the building. And these are some pictures of our community uh, meetings. All right. I want to skip ahead here to, this is the resulting floor plan from the input we received. The additional space is outlined in the red dashed lines. So you'll see an expanded team lounge with a connected computer room, one obvious and secure entrance, and a reduced number of exterior exits that's imperative for our staff to be able to manage our programs effectively. One very important feature of the new floor plan is the addition of an interior corridor. This is necessary for the safe and flexible use of our spaces. So currently, all the spaces are generally connected to each other. If you can imagine, in order to get to the community room, you currently have to either walk through the teen space or walk through the gymnasium, where there's likely a basketball game or other sporting activity taking place. So this not only limits the number of concurrent programs and services that our department can provide, but it's a real safety issue for our staff and our community members. Thank you. And just so you know, you've got about, if you could wrap it up, that'd be great. And just let us know if there's anything else we should maybe ask. And then it would, uh, I will, in, in all fairness to all applicants, I've stopped your time, just so you know. In all fairness to applicants, I, I, I just wanted to make sure that they that they get five minutes and, and just five minutes for everyone. And so um, you, if you could wrap it up, that'd be great. And then- I have like 20 seconds left. Yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> and then we will, because we got questions for you and we hear more. I'm just trying to be formal. Push for those 20 seconds. <laughs> and I just with yes, thank you. I just wasted a whole minute. So, so um, in addition to the corridor, we're proposing the new meeting room, new music and sound booth, additional storage, a renovated kitchen, and gender neutral restrooms. Uh, these additions will address the wants and needs of our community, and we are hopeful the variance will be granted today. So, in summary, we feel. In summary, we feel this variance is necessary to build a facility that is most responsive to our community's wants and needs. Thank you for your consideration, and we're here to answer your questions. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for working with our five-minute rule, because it's, it's all about fairness here. Are there any questions for the applicant at this time? I know that you felt a little rushed and there might have been some topics that you thought were very important, but are there any questions from the board that uh, either related to that or separately? 
Okay. Um, seeing seeing none, and I don't I don't have any either uh, at this time. Uh, then we will move to public comment. So the public comment period is is open. We'll first begin with uh, anybody online who raises their hand uh, in person first. Oh, okay. Um, we'll do in person first. And uh, so I have two cards. Uh, they're both on this item. First, we have uh, Timothy Campbell for um, two minutes per person. And then we also have Tanisha Walton, uh, two minutes after uh, Timothy Campbell. Welcome. Oh, sure. Yep. First, we have Tanisha Walton and then Timothy Campbell. Hello. 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 Welcome. Hi. Thank you. I don't know when my time you better. Give me some time. Work, yeah, work but there you go. It's a little teeny little bit up there. Yes. You can see it. Thank you, board, for having us. I'm here just to, as a community member, to express our love and support for YAP. Uh, about 12 years ago, I had two boys who were in middle school. I worked at BUSD. I didn't know what to do with them in the summer, and I needed a safe place for my boys to be. Um, it turns out I, did, I found a home at YAP. I was able to be employed there over the summer and at the same time be able to be with my two boys who were in middle school. Those years are so invaluable to us. We look back over our time together and just the memories of YAP and all the children that were there and all the friendships we made. That building is so dear to us, but it is indeed in need of a lot of work and a lot of love and a lot of care. Um, but I appreciate this space. It has always been a part of our family. It's always been a part of our lives. And my son, he'll tell you a little more about how it continues to be a part of his life. But I'm here and we are here to put our vote and uh, our request that you would approve this because our babies our black and brown, our kids of color. This is a safe space and it's very dear to us. So thank you, board. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Great to have Hello. you here. Yes, glad to be here. So um, my name is Timothy Campbell. I've been um, I'm a Berkeley citizen, <laughs> but um, I've been going to YAP since I was probably younger than middle school. Probably, I was in probably the fifth grade and it's been, uh, meant so much to me, uh, just a great place to be at and uh, um, a great place as a young black man to, um, get away from all the drama that's on, you know, on the outside and it's just a safe space and it's been, um, so important to our family and it means a lot to us and it, so happy to hear about um this request of the renovation because it's been looks the same since I was a kid. <laughs> so yeah, this is really exciting. And yeah, I'm just here in support of um to get that rolling and yeah. I guess and I and I actually got to work there too. Yes. Yes. I um it was one of my first jobs. I've always loved it. I always wanted to be one of the cool little teenagers that worked at Yap. So it was all it all it meant a lot for me to um be there. I recently left last year, but um you know once you're in Berkeley, you're always in. So whenever there's events, I'm always sure to go there. But yes, it means so much to me, and I thank you um for having me um speak on this matter. But yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so that is all for public comment right now. And now, sorry, that is all for public comment in person. Now we now have public comment online. 
Excuse me, Chair Duffy. Mm -hmm. um, Philip Harper Cotton, I believe, had raised his hand initially at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't see his hand raised. Um, and so I just wanted to bring that to your attention because you had said he could speak at this point. So you just might want to call on him. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we start with, we will start. I see a, I see a number of raised hands here. There's about, hold on one second. One, two, three, about eight. Okay. Philip Harper Cotton, you are allowed to talk and welcome. And now this is the time to talk. You've got two minutes. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Loud and clear. Welcome. Oh, okay. Yes, my name. Uh, so, thank you for allowing me to speak. I'm in support of the renovation and the uh, um, the facility improvements of the, at the Martin Luther King Center. I was one of the directors there for many years, and it's always been a very, very safe place for kids and young people to go. It's a very needed area for the community and we provided a lot of services from emergency services to homelessness and having people to, to be there to be able to use it as a shelter. Uh, the main thing, of course, was providing a place for kids to come and to work with uh, the young, the, the staff that's there that's very positive to give them uh, some really support uh, in growing up and becoming really, really good successful citizens for the city of Berkeley. So I really support anything that be done and, and I really appreciate the time to be able to speak on behalf of that. It's a well and needed facility. Uh, it's been renovated many times from, from that I know uh, with some improvements here and there, but it's great to have a really, really uh, good improvement to the facility and it's really, really needed in that neighborhood and that community. So thanks a lot. And then, and they say welcome to the staff, and they've done a wonderful, wonderful job at that facility. Thank you. Thank you, Philip, for your comments. Next, we have Michael Smith, Troy Gilder, and then Ursula, and then others after that. But those are the next three. Michael Smith, welcome. Hi, thank you, and we really appreciate. Uh, your support in this moment. I am here to speak as well uh, as Phil and Tanisha and Tim did in support. I actually um, am one of the former coordinators of uh, the Martin Luther King uh, Junior Services Center, uh, and I can speak. Um, I think the presentation um, that Scott had made really speaks to what the need is. Uh, there is a need to support folks in that community. Uh, in addition to that, um, I actually pastor McGee Avenue Baptist Church, which is uh, about a block away from the center. Uh, we serve a lot of the same kids. Uh, we still continue to work with a lot of the kids from YAP, and we know uh, what the needs are. Um, the staff does a great job, but the facility is in dire need of improvement. Despite the renovations in the past, I think the vision that staff has for it uh, is something that's necessary. Um, to really serve not only the kids and the families that are there, but the entire community. You hear uh, what they're talking about, not only in terms of youth programming, but emergency services. And I think that's really important because we know that disasters can happen. They can be human-made, um, you know, or they can be natural. And so we really want to make sure that 
communities are prepared and their resilience and that children and families, that young people have exactly what they need, particularly our most underserved and at-risk young people in that community. So I'm really excited about the possibility uh, and I really appreciate your support and hope uh, that we can move this project forward. Thank you. Thank you very much for your comments. Troy Gilder, you are next, Ursula, and then Antonio. Troy, welcome. I think I hit the button that says allow to talk. Troy, yeah, can you are you there? Hello and welcome. All right. Thank you guys so much uh, to the board, um, you know, to the members of the board and to all the people that are um, here tonight. Thank you guys for bringing this to the attention. Um, my name is Troy. Um, I'm class of 2016 from Berkeley High. Um, I was a, a city of Berkeley worker and also a Berkeley Unified School District worker. Um, and I can tell you that, you know, this has always been the thing that saved me, saved me from just not making the best decisions later on in life. Um, you know, and I think about how it was for me. And now I, I myself, I have a family, I have kids. And, you know, thinking about the next generation of Gap, what that would do, you know, how we can um, bridge gaps, how we can connect with other people. Um, I mean, there's so many stories to tell. Um, there's so many things that we can say. But I mean, from Pastor Mike to GB um, to Abdul, there's so many names that make that whole organization really um, it makes it pop and it doesn't stand out like it's just a sore thumb, but people want to be there. So I believe the expansion is really big. I believe it's important for us to, um, you know, adjust to or at least make whatever arrangements that we need to. Um, and I, I, I just wish that there was more people who could, you know, tell their stories about it. But the voices that are heard here, I hope that you guys understand the severity and the importance of not just what has happened, but what has presently happened happening and what can um, happen continuously. So I just thank you for the time and um, shout out to Miss Jency. I know she's on that vacation. Hope you get back safely. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Troy. Ursula, you are next and welcome. Good evening, everyone. I'll try my best to speak. I was yelling at senior night for Berkeley High last night. So I have little voice, but I'm trying. <laughs> my name is Ursula Sanders. I'm a parent. I'm a family advocate. I'm a native of Berkeley, of the city of Berkeley. I've lived here for 40 plus years. Um, YAP is a staple in the community. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Uh, yeah. YAP is a staple in the community. I also own a daycare. I refer many people to YAP. I've known many kids over the years who have taken advantage of the services at YAP and they could benefit from the expansion. I'm in support of the expansion. I'm in the support of all the services that are there. And in addition, uh, there's not much more I could say in addition to what everyone else has already said. Um, kudos to everyone else who spoke before. Everything that they've said, I am in partnership with at the same time. I hope that this is approved and I give much support. And I commend everyone who's come through YAP. And I've seen a lot of changes. So I hope it continues and an expansion would be wonderful for the community. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, I, and good luck with your voice. 
you're dedicated, I can tell. Next, we have Antonio Woodard, and then Cindy, and then Paula. Antonio, I just clicked your name. Hello and welcome. Hello, I'm here. Uh, can you all hear me? Yep. Okay. So I'm so glad to be on um, tonight. Thank you, Jen uh, for sending the invite to me for me to be able to be, even talk to you all. I'm calling in from uh, Flint, Michigan. I'm actually doing a show out here. I'm, I'm an actor. But I, I wanted to get on and say that this program has been so beneficial, not only for me, but for many of the other young men and women that I saw as I was coming up through, yeah, through the years. Um, the play that I'm actually doing right now is centered around brotherhood, is centered around um, HBCU culture. And if it was not for Jesse Bryant introducing me to what Greek life was, I would not be a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. I would not have gone to Alabama State University. Um, through this play, I'm able to also pour into other young people who come to see us every night. So the expansion of this building will not only affect um, the generation that's there now, but you'll be affecting generations to come. And uh, with the limited resources that they did have then, they were able to do so much. So I believe that with this expansion, you'll be able to invest in the future and the future generations that will be affected by what, what YAP has done. You know, YAP has changed many lives. Many people have, um, you know, they've had different backgrounds. And because of YAP, they were able to make a full turnaround and then, and then pay it forward to another young person. You know, that's what it's all about. And, you know, with this expansion, you, you'll be making an investment that, that, that really, the money doesn't mean a thing. It's, it's, the money is priceless. What you're doing would be priceless for the next generation. So I hope this will be considered and people will be affected for years to come. Thank you. Antonio, thank you. Next, we have Cindy, Paula, and then Kieran. Cindy, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I am a neighbor of um, the Unified School District building. Um, I'm a parent of two kids in Berkeley Public Schools. I'm a public school teacher. I work at Berkeley Adult School and I've lived in Berkeley for 25 years. And um, we've been on King Street by Russell for 10 years. And I just want to add my voice to, to all these voices. I won't speak long. Uh, so many things have been said that um, I don't need to repeat. Um, and people know it better than I do. But I just want to support this um, really needed modernization of this building for the benefit of um, the, the kids in the area, the community. We've sent our um, older kids to the Berkeley um, Rec City of Berkeley Rec programs for his after school for years so far. The staff are so good. Kinsey Bryant, you know, foresees that. Um, it's a really big part of our life. And going there to um to the area near near Grove Park, near the community center, um, has been a part of my life ever since I've been in this neighborhood. Um, you know, the programs that they have at the community center you know, the Halloween programs, the 
you know, clubs and sports programs. Um, we go to all those. So I just want to add my voice of, um, to please uh, support the modernization of this, you know, for the future of the whole community and the kids and adults. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Next, we have Paula and then Kieran, and and that is it. Paula, welcome. Hold on one second. I'm just clicking the button. There we go. I think that might have worked. Paula, are you there? Yes. Hello and welcome. Um, thank you for having me. I would like to say I am a parent, a grandmother, and I'm also a child care provider. And what was done years ago will not work for today. Things have changed. People have changed. The needs of the community have changed. And so we must change with it. And I think the renovations here would drastically meet the needs of all those involved. My children, my grandchildren, my daycare children all have used the facilities at YAP. And we recommend them to anybody and everybody that comes through. And I think that it would be such a good program to expand the needs of the community for our youth. And our youth need those support sites as well as the um, emergency services. But uh, I support this expansion and all that comes with it. So I would like to add my name to the approval. Thank you, Paula. Okay, now we have uh, last to speak, Kieran Slaughter. Welcome. Oh, that's Brady's. Uh, yeah, this is Kieran. Can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I rarely speak. I'm just speaking as a Berkeley resident and a Berkeley kid that grew up going to Grove Street Park and go, getting a free lunch program at YAP and going to the, all the Berkeley day camps and taking advantage of the Berkeley Recreation Department and just wanted to extend my support um, for this proposal and just you know echo so many thoughts that were shared earlier about how important this community resource is and how it allowed me to go through you know the counselor and training program as well as the counselor program, uh, the counselor training program where I spent three summers working as a youth counselor. I think another common thread you'll hear is how many people that went on through those programs that went on to become city employees like myself and just how instrumental the programming was and the support and the community that uh, YAP provided. Uh, it's a full circle moment for me now because now my two twins are enrolled in the CIT training for Berkeley Day Camp. And so it's just an amazing, a resource that we have here and I want to give props and kudos to the Berkeley Recreation staff and Scott and his team and just how excellent of a job they do uh, nurturing and supporting supporting the youth in Berkeley and hopefully that they'll be able to utilize this expanded facility um, and continue doing the same thing that I was able to benefit from as a, as a kid and another shout out to Antonio Scott and the Berkeley Red Devils who my son plays for and utilizes this site very often uh, for his practices and training. So uh, I know this will get approved, but I just wanted to extend my uh, sincere support uh, for the proposal and the rec staff. Kieran, thank you so much. Okay, so that is it for public comment. Um, we have, that's it for online and that's it for 
anyone in person. And so a uh, motion to close the public hearing. I'll, uh, Board Member Chegub, do you have a question? Okay, I would like to make a motion to close the public hearing. Yeah, okay. Is there a second? Board Member Chegub, there's a second. All those in favor say aye. 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 All those against say nay. Okay, the public hearing uh, is now closed and now we get to uh, discuss amongst ourselves. Board Member Chegub. Um, well, uh, I, I want to thank the community for showing up today and, um, you know, um, we, um, here on the ZAB oftentimes, uh, debate the vagaries of code. Um, but what, what happened tonight is such a reminder about, um, Just it gives me so much profound joy to be able to be, you know, part of this process where, um, and I will make a motion in support of approving this. Um, uh, our our role here is quite small. All credit is due to um, the staff that have worked so hard. Um, it's a uh, so wonderful to see our T1 dollars hard at work. Um, I, uh, I know that this is a long time coming. I have been in one of those buildings back when I uh, served on the BUSD facility um, safety oversight committee, um, which kind of apt. Um, so we're talking about facility safety today, and this is one of the benefits um, as well of approving this. Um, uh we in my time on zab um we've uh had uh just a handful of variances that have come before us um if there was ever a variance that i have seen that is uh deemed uh worth granting it is this one and i want to give a lot of credit to uh katrina and staff for the very detailed uh, report uh, that she has provided. Um, so uh, again, it just brings me so much joy to uh, move support for this project. And uh, thank you again for the community for showing up. Um, and uh, I hold uh, everyone who has showed up in deep respect for all you do. Thank you. Now, I just want to clarify. You said I will make a motion. So, is that you will? Uh, that is yes. I I move to approve the variance as proposed by staff. Okay, I would like to second that. And now we continue our discussion. Board Member Matthews, welcome. I I, I first want to say how much I echo the sentiments that Igor has just presented to us, and I think that every um probably every member on this commission is ready to uh, make the motion in a second for, for for this project um i am a resident of south berkeley and the community is dear to my heart and i want to commend and celebrate and wrap my arms around and hug all of those speakers who came tonight in support of our children and the tremendous need and um, and gave testimony in 
their own experiences and family members' experiences, how YEP has been a providing force in their lives. Um, we often look to our community and many times are disappointed. Um, this is one of those opportunities that we can say um, a job well done. Um, $12 million is a very robust budget um, to bring change, needed change, and, and, and not just you know throwing the, the crumbs to the community. And I would like to point out to Katrina in her presentation, she spoke very directly to redlining that this is a redlining community. And I think that we need to take that one step further and say not only is it a redlining community, it was discriminatory and inequitable redlining community because Berkeley is righting its wrongs. Um, and as we continue to do that, it gives us all an opportunity to come together, unite and celebrate. So I say to um, this project, I look forward to it moving forward. And yes, the Zoning Adjustment Board hates variances. <laughs> but this is one where it is necessary, it is needed. And I'm hoping that this is only the beginning of the project changes that comes to Grove Park. We need so much more in South Berkeley. And I thank you for putting this together and being very sensitive to the community needs with your outreach. Thank you. Any other comments? Board Member Thompson. That was all I wanted to say, actually, too. <laughs> um, very moving tonight. Appreciate hearing all those voices. I thought it was, I was like, wow, it's so beautiful to hear these Black voices in this space. And I want to hear more of that. Um, it's one thing to say we care about the community, we want to invest into it. And it's another thing to put the dollars and the work into it. So, this is action, and um, I wanted to second that, but it was swooped up before me because I wanted my name on the paper, too, to say yes, and I think this is beautiful, and I want to see more of this work. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Board Member Thompson. Board Member Sanderson. I'm not going to repeat everything they said, but I sure feel it, and um you know, we've grown accustomed to getting yelled at. Um, we rarely are moved to tears and supported. So, um, I mean, I've got goosebumps just listening to everyone talk. And um, I, I've worked on planning for many years. Um, and the findings for a variance are very difficult to make. Um, this is the first one I've seen that is clear, correct, and and supportable. I mean, I usually dread looking at staff report for variances. So um, I congratulate you guys and for all the community that has come out. And, and I will say, too, that the staff report and the presentation were so clear and made it so easy to understand how we got where we are and what we're going to do and how all of the permit issues kind of fell into place. So congratulations. Thank you. Any other discussions or comments on the motion? I've got some too, if I'll just pile on top of the love fest. I know everyone has an evening to go to as I do too, especially to my two children. 
I spend every Saturday out there um, with my kids. And uh, my kids have enjoyed it. I grew up as a young person in, in Berkeley Public Schools, but also my young kids are too. And, and um, going into some of these buildings, actually the architect in me says, oh my God, no one's painted the, some of this. You know, I'm like, wow, these, these need, you know, like these buildings are ripe for opportunity, right? But the life and the beauty is, is the people that are in them and the programs that are in them. And the more that I participate and learn about them, the more that I realize how essential these are to our community. And so not only is it just the beauty of the community that is that makes these places special, it becomes then essential that we upgrade our facilities. And so for me, uh, I, I think that I hope and I wish, and I realize that this is a long time coming from the, getting the funding, approving the measure, and then actually having these upgrades. And I'd hope and wish that these improvements can be seen uh, even, even sooner. And for any hardship that any of the applicant and, and the community has gone through over time to finally get to this moment, I hope that it is then our responsibility to maybe reduce that hardship and make it easier and make it simpler for communities to be able to upgrade their facilities and especially essential ones for young people like this. I mean, I think that's so important. And so I recognize that this is a variance and I appreciate from a procedural standpoint, all that's been done. Um, but I also would like and hope that in the future that upgrades like this are simple and fast. And I hope that um, if there's anything I can do or we can do to support that, uh, that would be really wonderful. So with that, um, I would just express my support as well. If there's any other comments, um, Please speak up. Okay, and I didn't cry. Okay, so then let's take a vote. Okay, this is to approve the variance for 1730 Oregon. Commissioner Trigub? Aye. Chair Duffy? Aye. Vice Chair Gaffney? Yes. Commissioner Thompson? Yes. Commissioner Matthews? Yes. Commissioner Young? Yes. Commissioner Sanderson? Yes. Thank you. Okay, the motion passes. Thank you, everybody, for how far you've come. We appreciate everyone and their time that they put in uh, previously all the way up until this evening. So thank you, everybody. Okay. How did they get these standards exactly of like fifteen percent over the line? One point five percent. Okay, so I would like to uh, keep it. I, I think uh, we're not done yet. As fun as as fun and positive as all of those discussions are, we do have a couple other uh, items, and I wanted to bring them up uh, just to be formal about this. Uh, next, we have subcommittee reports. 
from the design review committee, and then we have a little bit of staff communications. Um, well, our uh, subcommittee reports very easy. We have not had a design review meeting since last seeing you all, so I will report back with Igor next time on uh, design review. Oh, cool. so, yeah. Yep, his first next week. Next week. Thank you, board member Gaffney. Next week he'll be with us. So yes, we'll report back next app. Okay. Next, we have staff communications, uh, and there's just one item regarding elections. Yes. Uh, thank you, Chair Duffy. Um, so it's that time of year again for uh, annual elections. Um, so at the February 22nd meeting, um, we'll be voting for chair and vice chair. Um, we've provided the... Um, for the past several years, uh, the chairs and vice chairs, um, there's a two-year limit for chair and no limit for vice chair um, for consecutive servings. Um, and then, uh, Chair Duffy, I'll turn it over back over to you. Sure. For any um, discussion. Sure. And and so, um, as I've learned from the commissioner's manual and in, dis in discussion with um, Secretary Uptegrave, the way the elections goes is tonight we can nominate anybody for chair and vice chair, and uh, anybody all, we can discuss tonight also, or and separately at the next meeting, nominations can also occur and discussions can occur, and then we'll vote. So we'll vote in the next meeting. But I think it's important for this meeting for anyone to be aware that the that the uh, that you can nominate anybody, and that I just I think in the past sometimes it was like during the meeting we nominate and vote. But I think it's important that people have preparation, and if anyone wishes to talk amongst themselves, um, to talk that, uh, in preparation for the vote, then you have that time. So it is up to us now to do what we wish. Board Member Sanderson, um, I'd like to nominate um, yes for. You for chair. Okay, thank you. Can I second that? I'll second. These are do we just this nominations did not require a second. Okay. Thank you, board member Trago. Anyone else? Board member Thompson. I'd like to nominate uh, Vice Chair Gaffney for a second term. Okay. Any other? And we are welcome to discuss that now. And if there's no discussion, then we can discuss it at the next meeting. Okay. Board Member Trego. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate um, the dream team of Chair Duffy and Vice Chair Gaffney and just the way you work together to uh, really um, you know, it's a tough job. Um, I've done the job as has uh, Commissioner Matthews in the past. And uh, I I think the process improvements you've introduced have been uh, just really important from the standpoint of transparency um, and streamlining the process. So yeah, my deep appreciation and I look forward to voting for you at the next meeting. Thank you, Board Member Thompson. I just want to second that too. Um, 
you guys have done i've seen like excellent work in some pickles <laughs> that we've seen and i'm and at the you know when i first joined the 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 board i was just like oh well you know chair khan and um chair o'keefe we'll we'll have to like hire some people to fill in <laughs> and uh i mean they did excellent excellent jobs but you guys keep it going and sometimes i think wow all right they're getting us through this nicely and so i just want to say thank you and um it'll be nice to see what the next year brings okay i i would also like to quickly speak to how um wonderful it is to come and serve as an alternate and I always feel very welcomed by this board and by the chair and the vice chair. And thank you so much for the job that you do. Um, years ago, when I worked for the city, I was secretary to Zab. And you know, we, that was a tough time. We, that was before 330 and all these other state laws. But I want to say I have enjoyed very much being on this sab, I think you guys have made it gel, and um, it's just so much more enjoyable than it used to be. <laughs> and, and partly, you know, the times have changed, and our 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 abilities have changed. But um, this is a really great group, and I'm I'm glad to be here, and I really appreciate the leadership, and I hope we keep doing it. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for your comments. I uh, do um, expect to earn earn this position and and do please, uh, as always, uh, give feedback. I welcome feedback. Any concerns, please do. And, and then prior to the vote, if you have any questions or issues you wanted to discuss with with myself uh, or or Vice Chair Gaffney, please please do. And uh, then I think. We accept the nomination. I accept the nomination. I'm getting a head nod from Vice Chair Gaffney there. We accept the nomination, and I'll be prepared to earn my spot in the following meeting. Board Member Gaffney, Vice Chair Gaffney, mm -hmm. sorry. I just like to thank everyone and second everything yes said. Um, uh, it's the times I have chaired have been incredible. It's fun and it's so much great experience. And um, I, you know, I look forward to this uh, every couple Thursdays and serving with you all has been so wonderful. And so thank you all for the nomination. And yeah, I can, can't wait to keep continue learning. And yeah, thank you all. Okay, so with, with that then, um, We'll discuss uh, at the following meeting and we'll vote. Uh, we have no other items on the agenda, so I would like to make a motion to adjourn. All And we do a vote, actually, all those in favor, so do a vote. We do need a second. I'll second. Second from Vice Chair Gaffney. Okay, this is to adjourn. Uh, Commissioner Trigu. <laughs> No, let's stay here all night. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chair Duffy. Yes. Vice Chair Gaffney. Yes. Commissioner Thompson. Yes. Commissioner Matthews. Yes. Commissioner Young. Yes. And Commissioner Sanderson. Yes. Thank you. Okay. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everybody.